My doctor does it. He's very cheap. You know doctors are free in this country, right? Wait, what? Huh? Dr. Nick Reguer. <laughs> ah, if it isn't my friend. What's it? Oh, fuck, what's his name? I don't know. With an arm for a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. I can't remember what the fucking guy's <laughs> name is now. Fuck. Anyway, right. Let's do it. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Oncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello there. In this episode, we're talking about Free Guy, the new movie starring Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer. Yeah. And Taika Waititi and, and Joe Kelly. Joe Keery. Keery, sorry. Um, amongst other people. <clears throat> this has been coming out forever. We were talking about this earlier. Right, yeah. Yeah. It, because of the fact Fucking this, hell. This, this fucking film... Yeah, has been coming out since before COVID. Yeah, and every time we've seen a film, we've seen this fucking trailer. Yeah, and that, I fucking hate this trailer. I hate the trailer, and now as well because it's so played so many times in the movie. I hate that song. I hate that song so much. And I literally, I went to go and get food last night, and I walked in, and what was playing on the radio? That fucking song. Brilliant. And at the end of it, the DJ back announced it and goes, uh, it, "It features quite heavily in the new Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy. If you go and see that, you'll be hearing that a lot. Believe me." I was like, "You son of a bitch." Oh, I fucking hate that song. You motherfuckers. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's been coming out for ages. It was one of the last like um, acquisitions that happened from Disney um, mm. buying up Fox. It was one of their last movies that Fox had already made or was in the process of being finished. Anyway, when they bought the studio, so a lot of it was like. Is he going to come out? Is he going to go straight to Disney Plus? Yeah, you know what's going to happen to it. Eventually, now we've got it. It, got, it was meant to come out last summer, and then it's been delayed and delayed and delayed, and now it's here. And twentieth century pictures, twentieth century studios, That's they're it. called. Um, so it's released under that banner. They've made a massive push on this, on all the trailers and all the marketing for it, going on about how. It's only in cinemas. Yeah. Only in cinemas. You can only experience it on the big screen. We literally, there was a TV spot we saw earlier where it's like, you can't stream it. You can't download it. It's like, they yeah. know. They know that that's exactly what people are doing with all yeah. these all these movies that are going direct to streaming. Things like, you know, Suicide Squad, which we talked about last week. It came out on the same day and date on HBO Max and it seems to have had quite a bad box office reception probably yeah. on a, largely because of that because a lot of people are going to be downloading it or streaming it. This time they they're making it they're making a stand with this. It's a weird film to do that with. It is. It's, it's a bit. A bit odd, it's a big one to for this to be the hill they want to die on. <laughs> Free guy, but fair play. That's what they're doing. Um, and we went, and it was a fairly busy cinema. I will say that. Yep. Based on a couple of the other screens that we've been to, I think this was actually one of the busier ones, and that might yeah. be down to the fact that you Everybody's... can't watch it anywhere else. No, you can't download it tonight. You can't. You know. So we saw it finally. After all this build-up, this fucking trailer, trailer over and over again. But what was the actual movie like? What did we think oh, of Free Guy? Fuck, it was really good. I really liked it. I really liked it, and I think, God I think damn it, part of me really liked it because I went in expecting it to be a fucking shit show. Yeah. And then I watched. The more I went on, and the more I was just like, it's just an adult like Lego movie. Really, yeah. it's like it's just this charming. Like it's got a bit of a message, yeah, and it's it's good fun, and it's all about stuff you like, yeah. And then you get to the end and you go, "That was good." Yeah, it was it was just enjoyable. It was just yeah. really good. It was really entertaining. 
Um, it's got an amazing cast and everyone's mm. like on top form. Um, and it's just, I think it's like, it's weird because we watched this and then we watched this immediately after having watched Werewolves Within last week. Yeah. And I feel like this is going to be another one of those where it's at like the top tier of video game movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is, it is a video game movie, but it's not a video game adaptation. That's the difference. It's not based on anything. It's just a movie about video games. That's exactly what I was going to say, Kind of in yeah. the same way as like, you know, something like a Ready Player One. Yeah. But I was surprised by how deep they got into some of that stuff. Like, it never really occurred to me. And what's like, maybe I've just become desensitized to the trailer, <laughs> having seen it so many times. But the essential concept of this movie is what if a non player character, someone who's just a, you know, a background character yeah. in a video game, becomes self aware and starts acting on his own position? And, like, because it's dressed up as this comedy with Ryan Reynolds and all the rest of it, you just don't think about it. But then when they yeah. get into it in the movie, they go, fuck hang on yeah that's like artificial intelligence and machines that can learn and like oh shit hang on I didn't even think about that yeah. and they actually they don't get into it as much as I would like them to because that's just me obviously but they do talk about it and that is kind of becomes the big premise of the movie why the, you know the stakes really are the fact that we have created life we've created yeah it's like some, a really light version of Westworld yeah like Westworld or the Terminator they've done this whole thing about artificial intelligence and you know when the singularity happens when machines yeah. become able to learn but what's really interesting with this is that they found a route into it which is probably the most likely way that it's actually going to happen yeah if you know what I mean like because I was literally early today I was reading a review for a, for a video game and it was talking about are the AI's not very good yeah and it's like the fact that we're now at a point in video games where artificial intelligence is something that is criticised is like yeah we get in there and like even yeah. that you think of the high end stuff like I think of um, Last of Us Part 2 yeah had amazing AI where it was literally like and they would but they would create characters for these characters these people that you were sneaking past yeah. And they would call after their friends. Yeah. And they all have names. And if they, they and if you killed the dog, they'd get worried about their dog, and you'd hear them shouting for their dog. And it's like you, they're getting dangerously close to being real people with real like emotions, reacting yeah. to things that you do in the world. And it's like we're probably given how look how far video games have come in the last ten years. That's what I was gonna. <laughs> one of the things I was gonna say because like one of the things that really stood out, like you say, is the AI sort of conversation in this because. I started playing um, Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, the remake, yeah. Which is a game that was made in 2007. Mm -hmm. Now, the AI in that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, they just keep running into walls. Yeah. Or they just crouch behind a box. Yeah. They don't, there's no, like, there's just a programmable amount of times that they're going to stand up or yeah. hide or stand up or hide or move behind something, then pop out. It's not like, like you say, like in The Last of Us, where they're like, They'll say to someone, they'll be like, "Oh shit, my jump, my gun's jammed." Yeah, and you're like, "Right, that's my opportunity." Yeah, or they'll be like, or they'll wait for you, and they'll continuously wait. Like, yeah, and then if you don't move, they'll be like, "I'm moving around this way," and then they'll yeah. talk to their friend and, like, and you think in a game that so it's essentially around the the game Free Guy, which is a massive multiplayer online, yeah, like role playing game slash shooter. Or, uh, also known as an MMORBICA. MMORBG. Yeah. But it's like, so it's like this MMO that everybody plays, and it's a bit like Fortnite, and it's a bit like GTA Online. Yeah. And, but yeah, you think, oh, actually, if there's millions of players in this, that's a significant reduction in the likelihood because there's obviously going to be so many more, 
so many NPCs. Yeah. And if that NPC resets every day, yeah, then it's going to be working in this like adapted like machine learning environment, which yeah. they've they MacGuffin in. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen now. It's going to be in a position where it's like breakthrough and medium yeah. on there. But yeah, it's a really kind of interesting thing in there, and they yeah. start like there's so much in it. There's like this really lovely messaging in there, like really clever messaging. Mm. There's a bit in your face, yeah. but it's nice to sort of get that, especially where we are now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it just and it has all those those underlying things of you know the the they. That's what's good about it as being a video game movie, because again, it's a movie about video games because mm. it does have that whole art versus commerce element yeah. to it, and that is kind of that's the big essential um, sort of uh, conflict of the whole movie. Yeah. Is that you know there's the there's the lead the head of the studio who just wants to make as much money as he can, and they talk about all the different ways they go about doing that, like scrapping games and like forcing everyone to buy the the, the sequel because yeah. that's all people want, or just you know microtransactions, all those you know shitty practices that are part of the video game industry, yeah. which we all know about. But then they also talk about people who got to do it for the love of it, and that, that sort of that younger generation who are coming up, like say, indie devs, yeah, and, like really passionate exactly, about. Yeah. Who yeah. are passionate about what they do, and then they but they filter it through that idea of what if the thing that they created was that AI platform, yeah, and that had been, yeah. So I won't, I won't spoil too much anymore, no, that. but um, but yeah, talking about that, I mean, the cast in this is brilliant, yeah, and I was really impressed actually. I thought because the way that it's been sold is definitely as a Ryan Reynolds vehicle, look at Ryan Reynolds, yeah, doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, but it was much more of an ensemble than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's so much... Like, there's a lot of stuff happens in the real world, which doesn't feature Ryan Reynolds at all. Yeah. And it's all it's like, yeah, it's uh, Joe Kerry and Taika Waititi's in it. Yeah. Taika Waititi's great. Taika Waititi's... Taika ha- yeah. He's having a great time. Um, but, again, the um, the trailers and the things that you've seen, would like, you'd think he was more of a comedic character than he actually is. And yeah. there is, he's funny, but he's like... Yeah, he's different. He's slightly different than you've seen him before, but he's great. Yeah, and then there's um, uh, now I'm, you're probably going to massacre his name, but it's Utkash Mbutka, who's a. I'm not going to say. That. I'm not going to attempt to do this. Yeah, he's um, he's an act. He's like a well-known actor and comedian. He, I think he's fucking brilliant. He's always got like this really, like deadpan yeah. expression, in the way that he delivers everything, and he's in it, and he's playing like the comic relief, to the Joe Carey character. Yeah. And then Joe Carey is like the straight like programmer guy who's just trying to make it by and just trying to stick with it for artistic purposes. Yeah. And then Tyke is like the benevolent thing. And then we get Jody, his character Millie. Yeah. And that's a little bit of an issue that I've got yeah. with this film. Is what? that she's really? We've got Jodie Comer, who's one of the most upcoming actresses, yeah. and like she's incredible. Yeah, and she she is brilliant in this, and I've she's an absolute chameleon in this. But she's so quickly overshadowed. Do you think so? Yeah, and then it just and then to the point that she starts becoming like a giggly girl foil, and uh. and like there's and it's like everyone sort of seems to make the decisions for her. Like everyone else is like, we know you're really good at this game, but I've worked this thing out for you. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, and it's you're right. Like no, everybody so. has to tell her things. Yeah, she's like because at first I was thinking that she was like uh, a bit more like similar to Artemis from the uh, yeah. Ready Player One game uh, film, um, but yeah, you're right. There does become a bit, a bit. Her agency does get taken away from her a little bit, but I think it's just uh, 
is a hard balance to strike if the, you know if you sent up the point of it because at the same time she has to she's the one who has to enlighten guy and like without yeah. her, her having that conversation with him and explaining what his world is yeah nothing could happen but then it needs to be his journey and that's like she created him it, I, know, I know what you mean though i do know what you but, mean and but that's it's like it's it's a weird two-hander in terms of who the protagonist is yeah and it does kind of get taken away from her a little bit yeah because that's one thing that i'd always say about ryan reynolds is he's he's so charming yeah and funny and charismatic and handsome and all the things that a leading man is yeah but sometimes that charisma becomes like a charisma black hole and it absorbs everybody else's around it yeah and it, and it sort of becomes a bit like like whenever you see him it like all the best bits of Hobbs and Shaw it's is, Ryan. When, is Ryan Reynolds yeah <laughs> and you're like you're with one and like the what the, the highest earning man in Hollywood yeah. is The Rock like or highest grossing sorry should I say is like The Rock against Ryan Reynolds who's just turned up and is just being sassy and is actually funny as fuck and takes all the attention away yeah. and then he's off and you're like oh bring Ryan back like yeah. he was funny yeah I, I do know what you mean but I feel like yeah there were there were times in this where I feel like that's why the ensemble works here better is that there are times when even when Ryan's not on screen for a, a couple of scenes I'm okay with it because everyone else yeah. is so good and jo- Jodie's great and like yeah and she's got that they've all got charisma like between they've her all got charisma and, and Taika and all the rest of it they're, they're firing all cylinders but you could quite easily have switched this round and made her the protagonist of the whole thing yeah and it would have worked just as well if not better yeah um, and if they had somebody else be guy yeah and it could have been it could have been anyone be guy and then it all gets sort of built up from there it would be a Jodie Comer film yeah but it's not it's a Ryan Reynolds film with Jodie Comer yeah true but and I that's think, like think... don't get me wrong this is this isn't like this is the only sort of real wrinkle that I've got with the film is because it's like she turns up and she starts she sort of leading the way is this like you know this woman that's taking on the big business yeah and she's like leading the charge against it and like Joe's character is like is Keys who's a bit like downtrodden works at the company he took, yeah. took took the money yeah. he took the check and he took the job and he's just working his way through and keeping his head down and she's like no fuck that I'm taking these guys for what they can but I haven't got any proof Yeah. so I need help and he's like I can't I'll get fired Yeah. and then things start to happen and like she's constantly relying on other people to do stuff for her and you're yeah. like, and then, and then, it comes along, and it's like, she's like, uh, yeah, like I don't want to, I don't want to spoil. It. I don't, no. I don't think we need a, really a spoiler section in this. But I, th- I think we do. But but <laughs> I think without getting into any sort of spoiler territory, like there are decisions there are key decisions in the film that she should have made mm. and that she should have recognised that people just said to her, and you're like right yeah like you're supposed to be this like strong intelligent charismatic leader yeah I know. and then she's just like tell me tell me what I'm doing and you're like you do this okay thanks yeah, like she doesn't do anything on her own and that's what I mean she gets a little bit overshadowed she's brilliant yeah. she's funny she's a fucking badass action star yeah. but she just gets no agency in this whatsoever no I think that but part of that is that 
I think the things bear in mind with her in terms of her career trajectory is that this is her first Hollywood movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, and not only that, like we've got this, and I think later in this year we've got that um, the Ridley Scott film that she's the last jewel, which is very much centered around her and her performance, and mm. that she's the she is the inciting incident. It's all about her. So I feel like this is like a natural sort of stepping point. Yeah. I feel like she will like in the next few years she's going to just go from strength to strength and there will be yeah. a, an action movie with her as the lead with all the agency in the world but there has you know there's a certain amount of paying your dues you have to do I guess um, which is a shame but, just, but that, at the same time like, I, would, I don't I wouldn't have, I don't think that's something that is unique for um, for female I think that's something that happens yeah. with it's the same with like the um like the Game of Thrones guys, for instance, who are now mm. making their anyone who's making that transition from TV into movies. So, like, you've got Kit Harrington and uh, Richard Madden. Yeah, they're both going to be in a Marvel movie in a couple of months' time, but yeah. they're both in an ensemble. They're yeah. not the leads. Do you know what I mean? They're not like it's, Richard Madden didn't just become Captain Britain. No, because they like you've got to prove yourself yet. You're still a TV yeah. actor. Do you know what I mean? You've got a you can step up into it, and we can give you the lead of a franchise. Maybe, but you got to, have you got box office appeal and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. So there are all these different financial decisions, and I'm starting, I'm trying to sound like Taika Waititi now because it's all about numbers, and mm-hmm. he has that whole speech in this. Is that no? Look, yours might have had more artistic integrity, but it would not have sold, and that's what matters, and that's how things get made. It's yeah. Like, yeah. There's a, you know, the, the the film industry and the game industry have got that in common, and it's an interesting sort of dichotomy that they play yeah. with a little bit. Um. But yeah, like yeah, I don't know. It looked really cool. Um, like I yeah. say, it had its own unique sort of visual style. That's what was good about it being an original game. It wasn't like it wasn't trying to ape any you know previously yeah. existing style. It was its own thing. It wasn't. What's it they say in the? What's that joke that like broke you in the Big Bang Theory? It's like this is the Game of Thrones. Oh, Battle for Westeros with the, with the, with the, with the on the door of the TARDIS or whatever. All they do is just name a bunch of shit, and yeah. it's not even an actual yeah. And that's what I liked as well. And we will get we'll have to talk about this later as well. But I like the fact that it didn't do the Ready Player One thing of just throwing in everything that the studio had access to. Yeah, like because they have all the IP that we own. And I was like, oh well, yeah, but you can like that's the opening sequence to um, Ready Player One. It's like, hey, do you want to do you want to climb the Himalayas with Batman? Do you want to go to yeah. fucking? Do you want to fight Gandalf? You want to do this? You want to do that? And it's all just the stuff that they own. And it's like, oh, well, here's the T Rex from fucking Jurassic, from Jurassic Park. Park. And here's King, King, Kong. King Kong. And it's all just like spot the reference. They didn't do that in this. Yeah. They just let it be its own thing. And you can see like where the influences are. And you can see the way people are dressed up and just the ridiculous like you know the avatars that people play as. And you yeah. go, I recognise that as being something that people would play in a computer game. But it's not like that's clearly a Fortnite character or anything like that. No. There's no none of those references. Um, and then when they do use them, which they do, they, I don't know, <laughs> there aren't none of them. There are a couple, but yeah. they're very strategically placed. And when they do hit, they hit really well. Yes. Um, say no more until after the spoilers. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get... Yeah, you're not going to get a DeLorean... No in this you're not like you know I, I can't even begin to sort of give like the levels that you get in stuff like Ready Player One where it's just reference on top of it's like a 16 layer reference yeah. about one object and then like you don't get that in this no. it just lets the story and the world yeah, breathe because it is genuinely more interested in the character and it, yeah. it, it makes you start to question things and like even when you you have later conversations when he's starting to realise about his world and then he, you know, he then he confronts other NPCs, 
and says, right, well, what if I told you this? Yeah. And that's a really interesting relationship. The one and that, it that starts hit, to... Sp- yeah, him and his buddy. So there's him and literally he has a buddy called Buddy. Yeah. And it's about how they have... There's several conversations they have throughout the movie mm. about, well, I know this isn't real anymore. He goes, well, what, what do you mean it's not real? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether I'm real. The moment that we're in right now is real. And the conversation and- we're having is real. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, and that's Lil Ray Howery, who yeah. was in Get Out. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd recognise him somewhere, yeah. And it's that scene in particular hit me really hard, because, like, you know, you and I have, you know, had our fair share of, like, mental health issues and stuff, and it? but it's like, that is a conversation that I've had with people since, like, I've gone through, you know, years of therapy, and people, like, I've been fortunate enough that I've you know, I'm very much on the road to recovery sort of thing, but being able to talk to friends who are struggling and to say, right, I know that you're really worried about the future and you're really worried about what's happening in the world or what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen the day after that. Where you are now, having a conversation with your friend is a nice place to be. Yeah. So embrace it, like be present, look around and say, in the words of Kurt Vonnegut, like if this isn't nice, I don't know what is. Yeah. Like being able to be in that position, be fortunate enough to have that conversation, you start seeing that in the film, and you're like, "Oh, he's not better than anyone." No, because he is becoming more self-aware. He just wants to help people express themselves and see the world for yeah. what it is. He's exactly not any that, better. Yeah. But that's what I love, like you said about the way that it spreads. So like, mm. there's that little thing, like they have the whole coffee house scene. Yeah, and the coffee scene is like that's now. That I think about it, is like almost exactly the same as the coffee scene from um, Lego Movie. Yeah, where he goes in, buys an overpriced coffee. I feel for whatever reason, like Hollywood seems to like this idea that going in and buying a coffee is like a symbol for like consumerism. You do the right thing, turn yeah. the line, doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You go in, you order a latte from Starbucks, like every other one, everyone else. You wake up, you get a coffee, you, you go this, to work, you, you go, repeat. Yeah, yeah, I do do jumping jacks now. Shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Like to everyone yeah. says. <laughs> Everyone sings everything is awesome. Yeah, exactly. And then it's just that moment where he just he goes, I don't want that coffee, I want a different coffee. And everyone just freaks the fuck out. <laughs> like, to the point that a the, tank. A tank, like, it's just like, whoa. But then like that has this knock-on effect, and you had the barista go, okay, I'm going to learn how to make a cappuccino. And they had that great moment as well, where when Joe sort of, um, Joe Kelly's character, figure, Kerry, I keep calling him Kerry. Kerry. When he figures out, he's like, she taught herself how to make a cappuccino I can't through do trial and error through trial and error and you just go fuck yeah it's because all it takes is someone just stepping out of the routine for a second challenging yeah. you to do something different and that's all it takes and it's like fuck it's like I did not expect this movie to do that kind of stuff no. I was just I was impressed but that it did that I just I thought it was going to be the same thing that we. I thought it was going to be exactly what we saw in the trailer yeah and it's so much bigger and so much better and so yeah. much deeper than that yeah and I, don't get me wrong. It's it's quite. It's still you know it, there are le- layers of depth to it. It's still not quite as deep as I would like it to be. And there yeah. are there are, they make take some shortcuts, which we'll talk about in the spoilers. But it was yeah better than a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Mm. I think you're the same. Um, I don't know what else to talk about without spoiling it. There are others. So there's some cameos and things that I want to say about, but I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, I don't think we should. Spoil any of the cameos. No. So okay, it's, it's, on that basis, then let's call spoilers here. Yeah, spoilers. and let's get into some of the other stuff. Spoilers. So spoilers, generally spoilers, speaking, spoilers. it's worth going out and seeing Free Guy. They made a point of saying that it's yeah. 
only available out in cinemas if you are looking for something to go out and do because we're all bored yeah. and we're sick of streaming stuff but definitely go out and check it out do it's, go it's, and see it's, it it's fun it will leave you in a good mood at the end of it which is you know what I mean um, and it's just it's a nice movie it's a good movie yeah. Um, so yeah I would definitely recommend But yeah definitely recommend it Spoilers. And uh, I, if you're listening, I, I apologise for telling you off in the cinema, whoever it was that was talking. Oh yeah, we had some pricks in the cinema. We can, we'll do that, <laughs> maybe we'll do that post credits. But first, spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoiler. So. I guess the first spoiler thing I want to talk about is what's going on with Channing Tatum? <laughs> like in his career. Like, do you know what I mean? Because he keeps showing up in these random things and they never put him in the trailers for anything. No. They ne- he just turns, oh shit, it's Channing Tatum. And he, that's happened so many times now. It happened in fucking um, The Hateful Eight. Yeah. It happened in uh, This Is The End. Yeah. It happened in this. Like Channing just a random Channing Tatum so, appears. And like what is that all about? Like, so one of the things so Channing Tatum basic so here's what part of what I think it is. So Channing Tatum and his wife broke up a couple of years back right. or a few years back and he's like gone to on to being like a full time dad. Right. So that's why he's not like front and centre on a lot of things at the moment. But I think this is like he'll like drop by and sort of jump into a project. Yeah, or just like he does voice work as well. So you know, like that um, America the Motion Picture. Yeah, and he does uh, and Lego Movie too. He's Superman. Yeah, like and things like that. Yeah, so he does a lot of voice work, and then he just yeah, he's or like even like yeah, Kingsman. He was in Kingsman, but for all of five minutes. It's like yeah, it's it's interesting. It's just like yeah, it is. But yeah, like I say, maybe that's it. It's personal reasons. But it's just, what's interesting to me about it is the fact that they don't advertise him. They never show that. Oh, by the way, yeah. fucking Jan Tatum's in this. Because you feel like he plays quite a, well, not a cool character. He has a few cool moments in this movie, yeah. Um, and they use him to great effect. I think they use him brilliantly. Like setting the scene and seeing him come in, you're like, oh, of course the character looks like Channing Tatum. Yeah, it's like literally, and yeah, because he's setting the scene and saying that right, this is what players are like in this world. To us, yeah. they're the people who wear sunglasses, which is he's nice the thing. first person you see in yeah. the film. And you go, what is that, Channing Tatum? It fucking is as well. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was gonna, like for the longest time. I thought it was going to end up being that he was Taika Waititi's avatar. And oh, that's, okay. That's why he was so fucking powerful and all the rest of it. It's yeah. A bit like the um, again the character in uh, Ready Player One, who's like his yeah. his avatar is just Superman. Superman. And he's just fucking huge. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was going to be that. It didn't turn out being that. It ended up being the um the stereotypical nerd. Um, yeah, the big time mom. streamer. Yeah, big time streamer shouting at his mum because she's hoovering that joke you know that joke that's been being made for the last 20 years yeah they did that again um, remember remember in Step Brothers uh, not Step Brothers in um, the Wedding Crashes when they did that in 2004 it's the same joke same joke just mum quit it I was like oh, fuck yeah uh, but then like <laughs> I had to say to you I rolled my eyes at that but then I realised that halfway around my roll I realised there were three of those guys sat right next to me <laughs> And so I, re- so I thought, actually, no, those those people do exist in the real world because we, if we had, <laughs> the, the, there are people who are exactly that stereotype, and there's a reason there's a stereotype, and that's it. It's, it's sat literally centimeters away from where I am. This is what I want to talk about because, like, <laughs> do you want to get into that now? 
I kind of do a little bit. Okay, go on, let rip. No, no, no. Like, let's do spoilers, and then we'll get into this in a minute, actually, because <laughs> I do feel I need to vent a, okay. a little bit. Okay. But yeah, from the spoiler side of things, like I will say, huge. <laughs> so yeah, we got yeah we got Hugh Jackman and Dwayne the and Rock Dwayne Johnson. They're two NPCs. Out. You picked them out really like their voices, and the minute you did, you were like, yeah. fuck it. Like I'd heard that he had a voice cameo. Um, Hugh Jackman. I didn't know about Dwayne, but like. As soon as you said it, I was like, "Fuck yeah, you're right." I wasn't listening. Mm. I wasn't listening for it, but yeah, they're, so they're in there, and yeah, they're great. It's being an audio engineer, isn't it? <laughs> Just fucking pick up on stuff, but, um, but yeah. So like being able to pick up that was really funny, and I was like, "That's really good reference." Like, obviously, it's going to be Hugh Jackman because yeah. of their, their infamous like friend rival friendlery. Yeah. And then yeah, I was like, is that The Rock? Why The Rock? Oh, Red Notice. And I'm like, okay, this is the next big Netflix film with them. Yeah, and, well, also and Gal Gadot. And, yeah. and um, then, yeah, like Hobbs and Shaw and stuff. And then that was really good. The the Chris Evans one. Oh, mate. That, just fucking blew my mind. That was amazing. Man, like, right, I've got to talk about that. That's the main thing that I want to get into this point. Yeah. Because that, to me, might have been... The, like, I don't know if it's just because we're fans or whatever reason it was but it, that hit so hard and it was the best joke of the whole movie I don't want anyone to be spoiled for it so yeah. please for fuck's sake do not listen to this if you haven't seen the movie but there's this moment where he's in the final fight and he's flicking through his inventory trying to find something he's fighting this jacked up avatar version of himself which is another fucking hilarious yeah. bit they put in there where it's just literally just it's a Ryan Reynolds face but with this huge ridiculous body yeah. and he's only half built so he can never I, I kind of missed the joke on that a bit yeah. But like, yeah, go on. So we'll get to my bit in a minute. But like. um, but yeah, as he's fighting this guy, he flicks through his like inventory and he's got like everything in the world that he's got access to. Yeah, and he just picks. He's got just a star on it, and then and he he brings up a shield. And you don't, and you don't see it, but at you first. hear and you hear a little bit of the Avengers theme. You go the fuck, <laughs> and then it pans round, and yeah, he's got Captain America's shield. <laughs> And meanwhile, everyone's watching it. Like the idea is, the whole world is watching this fight take place. That's fucking stupid as well. We'll get into that. Mm. But the idea of everyone sitting around in Times Square watching it, and like the one they kept cutting back to with the Indian family on the train tracks, what was like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Anyway, but then they cut to fucking Chris Evans <laughs> watching sitting, it on his watching phone, it on his phone, just stirring a coffee in a, in a cafe, going, "The fuck was he says like what, what the, the shit? shit?" And then it cuts away again. It's like. And then he hits him with a Hulk can because he's got like now yeah. clearly he's got access to all the Marvel stuff. And yeah. then he pulls out a lightsaber. And then the light the Star Wars music starts playing and you go, Right, okay, this is what comes when when you get bought out by Disney, this is the kind of shit that can happen. Yeah. And I looked like, it up, like as we were leaving, and you know, I looked it up and it's like basically that is pretty much exactly what happened. When that acquisition happened, um like uh, Ryan Reynolds and the director basically just wrote to Disney and said hey, it'd be really funny if we could use some of this stuff that you guys own in the final fight. And Disney just went, yeah, go for it. Brilliant. Why not? Fucking brilliant. But I love like, I love that it was just that. Yeah. Because that's what made it surprising. If there had been Disney, if there had been Star Wars and Marvel stuff throughout the whole fucking movie, then yeah. it would have been just... It would have been, been Ready Player One. Exactly. It would have been a lesser... Or, or it would have been Ready Player One. And if it had done too much, it would have been a worse... Yeah, Ready Player One, and if it didn't do enough, it would have been a lesser Ready Player One. It reminds one. me of that again. It's like that um, uh, Wreck-It Ralph two. I've not go seen in. it. Have you not seen it? No. Oh fuck! Again. <laughs> um, 
yeah, there's a bit in that where they go into the onto the Disney website, and yeah. suddenly you've got all the Marvel characters and all the, but it's just a part of the movie. It's not the whole movie. Yeah, so it's like using it sparingly. Um, but yeah, I love that. That bit was brilliant, and to the fact that they got uh, Chris Evans to come in and do that as well is so fucking good. It's and it's such... the idea that he would just be pissed off that someone was using his shield in a video. It's like, no, that's mine. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is like the, the, the Chris Evans Captain America shield as well. It's not Falcon's one. It's no. not Sam's. Sorry, Sam Captain America. Sam's one. But, um, yeah. That's brilliant. It was, so yeah, really that funny. Was and that was, yeah, that was like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. And yeah. Even, like, that, that was, that's one of those moments where it's like, I was really happy to be in a cinema because there was a reaction in yeah. the cinema. And it's like, we, do you know what I mean? It's even like when was... we went, like, the, you know, like being able to get like a collective reaction in the cinema is something that we've really missed. Yeah. Because one of my fondest memories of cinema is the the first time we when we went to see Infinity War. Yeah. And we saw the midnight screening of Infinity War. And yeah, the moment the Thor turns up. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. That's like that's a, that's the, the whole moment. fucking thing. The, the whole yeah. there are so it, many everyone moments. cheered. Yeah, and the same with just the, just the you could hear a pin drop during the snap yeah. sequence, that kind of thing. And that's that's what we miss. And so yeah, I feel like I never would have expected it, but it turns out Free Guy gave me one of those. Yeah, and that, that was nothing I expected no. going into this movie. And that's another reason why we're sort of talking about it a hell of a lot more positively than we thought we were going to yeah. be. Um, it's because yeah, no it's got point. a lot of surprises in there, yeah. doesn't? Because unfortunately, like for ill or good, the fact that we saw the same trailer yeah. over and over and over again, they didn't start putting out six or seven different trailers yeah. or four or five or just slightly variated versions yeah. of it, where you're like, right, here's some extra shots about this, yeah. here's some extra shots about that. It's it was the same trailer, yeah, and they're like, we don't want to give anything else away, yeah. And there's things that you see in the trailer that are much like the second time that he gets the glasses. Yeah. Not the first time when he does it himself. The second time that he gets the glasses when she does it. Yeah. That's what you would expect to be the first time that he's... And it's just... It's, yeah. yeah, it's just woven in quite cleverly. So as much as I fucking hated the trailer for so long... They did a good job. They did I, a really it would, good job with it. It would be interesting, again, to compare and contrast that in terms of a marketing campaign for a film that's been delayed for a long time because... The other one that's coming out, and we're both fucking sick of, is Bond. No Time to Die, Bond. Yeah. And that one, they've done the opposite with that, where they have put out different trailers, and there's new stuff in different trailers, but now it's got to the point where there have been so many trailers that, like, watching that trailer tonight, I'm like, I think I could probably piece together exactly how this film's going to play out now, mm. based on what I'm looking at. And mm. it's because either I've seen the trailer too many times, or I've seen multiple different trailers, and you can just you can create a picture in your head of what the movie's going to be before yeah. it even comes out. But like say Free Guy, by limiting what we were able to see, have managed to keep it very focused. And then yeah, it, yeah, it turned out that even after a two-year marketing campaign, I was still surprised by things in this movie, which is exactly. fucking mental. Which like, is goes to show how clever they were with yeah. it. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. What Overall, else? yeah, it's a really good, really good film. Like yeah. I really enjoyed the stuff. Again, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I missed the joke. Oh, but the jazz. about the the, yeah. the the Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't get it. Yeah, like, no, I, I was like, like is it? Is but I think it's just a case of like it's yeah. If you took out the, his soul sort of thing, if you took it, if it was just purely the most oh yeah, it's like this is what gamers want. Some jacked, fucking ridiculous. Mm. But he's got no brain. But because that's the thing, I was like, is it? Is it a reference to how bad bosses are as devs? 
So the fact that it was like Taika Waititi, he's like he's called him the dude. Yeah. He's like, oh, send in, send in the dude. He's the dude. I write, oh, he's going to be amazing. I wrote it myself. And then all the actual devs are like, he's barely even a thing. Like he, yeah. he barely functions. He's not got anything. In it. It's like, it's so if that's a joke about that, then he shouldn't have been a threat, sort of thing. Well, he wasn't though. All he had to but do then, was put a pair of glasses on, then he wasn't yeah. a threat anymore. It's the idea that again, was, the glasses like representing you know, enlightenment or giving something, yeah. giving something that is own autonomy. So the minute you give something that autonomy, it's just it's no longer a threat. Yeah. So I think that maybe that's it. Maybe it's a case of just it's a you know being a corporate stooge and just doing what you're told as opposed to doing your own thing. Put a pair of glasses on. Mm. I don't know. There's lots of different. I don't ways. know. There's different things yeah. you can read into it. Um, uh, yeah, know. it it was it was funny. Don't get me wrong. Like seeing a, a hulking figure and like having that menacing villain. And the and the, the crushing sequence was like you're like yeah. oh Jesus okay, had, like, had, there were a few good lines where it was literally just like he doesn't know the words so he just says oh, you look adjective yeah like, and things like that that which, was good that was funny they had they had good fun with that and it's again it's like there are so many like Ryan Reynoldsisms that is like yeah. I know for a fact he must have recorded so many different versions of like what that coffee tastes like it's, it's like Jesus had a party in my mouth I was like it's like losing my virginity in my mouth <laughs> yeah. or whatever like I just know there must be like outtakes galore of him just doing trying di- riffing different ideas yeah. and eventually one of them would have made it into the movie like. well I just looked at uh, I googled free guy to look for to get the cast list yeah. and one of the things is like yes Ryan Reynolds has hours of deleted scenes of Taika Waititi just improving. Yeah. yeah I bet he has yeah and even that even to the point where there are things that were in that that, that trailer we've seen a million times there were things that were in that trailer that didn't end up in the movie. No. Like the whole thing where they're doing the, the driving sequence and a couple comes up. Yes, yeah, that's that. what I was about to say. It yeah. It's not in the movie. No. So, or, you know, this is the first time I've ever driven a car before. So I wish yeah. you'd mentioned that. Yeah. That doesn't happen. No. Again, I know that because I've seen the trailers from fucking time. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. But, yeah, before we um, sort of wrap up there, what, what were the other things? Because there's one niggle that I want to bring up and it's it might be a personal thing, but we'll see. But what was it? What were the things you were sort of talking around it earlier about uh, Jodie Comer's character having the agency sort of taken taken away from her and being told stuff? Well, I, I'm struggling so, to think what. So basically, she's going through and she can't do anything, and like she's never capable of doing anything on her own, mm. and she needs guy to go in and steal the thing, and he can do it because he's popular and funny and charismatic, and charms the pants off the guy. But yeah. she's supposed to be this like super amazing character, but she just can't do it. And then she's trying to work out how to deal with the fact that Guy doesn't really know what's going on. And she's just like, well, I guess it's just me on my own again. And then Joe Keery comes along and he's like, no, like this is this is what you need to do. Yeah. And then it gets to the bit at the end. And then so she brings him back, and then she's like, "No, no, no, I can't do this because I'm I'm being booted. So you go and have to do this on your own." Yeah. And then he goes, and then mean, it like... gets to the, and then there's the final bit mm. where she's like still in love with Guy, mm. and she goes into the game to be in love with Guy, and he tells her in some of the worst overt language that has ever been written in script. Yeah. And you're just like. You could have just come into the into the into the theater and shouted it through a megaphone at yeah, us. Yeah, I hate I hate that. I always hate. And it's like, him. oh no, I do love him. Yeah, I now always, that you've told me, I always hate the fucking. Oh, I don't. Re- yeah, exactly. It, the the someone explaining to someone why they should be with this person. That whole thing is such a trope, and I just it, oh, 
oh, I yeah. can't be asked for that. I and you're like, yeah, maybe, maybe, it, maybe on paper it would work, yeah. but in real life it doesn't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think the thing with um, like their like him having to go on do the run, I guess, is like it's she gets her moment like that where she confronts Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's her. Like, because guy never comes across like his bad guy is the cartoon version of him. Yeah, and that's just a physical fight. Hers is more about like fighting on principles. So she yeah. could have sold out again and didn't. And had that's her moment. That's her sort of triumphant end of the movie moment. Yeah, and similarly. Joe also gets a moment like that where he stands up to him and tells him to fuck off, and that that's there because in the real world that's what it is. It's it's confronting an abusive boss, yeah, or something like that. Whereas in the computer game world, it's fighting a giant jacked up avatar version of yourself, yeah, and running down a rainbow road. So it's like I get I get that like from a from a visual standpoint, like you think that the big crescendo is the you know the the action hero doing that, but in actual fact. The real victories are the things where you stand up to your boss. Yeah, and uh, even that is ridiculous because he's Taika Waititi and he's got a fucking axe. And that's <laughs> and that's again what I mean is like she just go and she's like, no, just give us this one bit, and that's that's all I need. I'm not going to see you or anything. And you're like, if he had the slightest hint of any of it, he'd be like, no, fuck off. Like I'm not just going to give you the evidence that you need. Based on what you've told me. No, but it's a case that she's play. She plays to his greed. Yeah. She, she goes, what about the money? What about all that? Or she goes, you can keep all that. And again, yeah. she just she is one of those playing the man against himself. Yeah. Like, like using his worst nature against him. Sort yeah. Of and realise that the like because literally they at one point they mentioned it's like you know you created artificial intelligent life you could win the Nobel Prize for this this is fucking huge but he's not interested in any of that all no. he wants to know is well, what about the sequel and the money that I could make yeah. off the back of it. And again, she makes that stand of going, that's not important. It's not important. Yeah. The fact that she still doesn't set out. I think that yeah. could have made a point of and maybe talking about more about, you know, what her, if she had any sort of financial struggles. And then that would have made that moment more powerful. The fact that yeah. she was still willing to stick to her principles and not sell out. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Like, they could have, they just, they just could have been a bit more. Yeah, I know what you mean. But at no point did it feel like that's the only point that you felt like that she had any sort of a decision. And it was only because. Joe Kerry told her. Yeah. Like, she didn't figure it out on her own. She, she, You know, she could have been waiting in the server room. Mm. You know, like, he could have gone down, there could have been this drawn-out sequence of him, like, trying to get through, and all the other people in the building, like, blocking the lift, or yeah. the security being like, sorry, boss, you know, we can't, because of so-and-so. Like, yeah. him realising that this thing he's created is, is more important to everybody else than his money... Mm. And that he's just a paycheck to them, or he's not that important. And then it gets to the point that he finally gets her after getting through this gauntlet of all these things, and she's just got like she's put a chain on the door, and she's like, "Sorry." Yeah. And then that's where it comes from, and she's like, "No, you can't do this. This isn't yours." Yeah. Like the the fact that he's like yeah that that last sequence could have been a little bit more intelligent yeah with some of the way that they're layering things because it's like you're always like oh well of course the last server that he's going to smash is the is the one that it's yeah, on exactly, yeah. and like it's not that, like that's not how servers work that's not how servers <laughs> work that's not how code works they're like oh well he's got the only code that we've done for this thing and you're like really you didn't do a single backup when you're an indie dev and then he stole it he stole all of it all of your backups 
There's all our backups. There's all the backups of our backups. Exactly. And it's like, there seems to be like a little bit of like falling apart in there at that bit. But yeah, I think she's a little bit yeah, trodden on. Mean. But at the same time, cases. I think it's, you know, she's, this is going to be a big exposure for her, yeah. for people that haven't seen her in like any of the TV shows that we've seen her in. And, you know, when you have, and uh, especially like Killing Eve, for example. Yeah. But then there are like dozens of other things that she's been in where yeah, she's absolutely, absolutely stellar. Um, and that's the one other thing that I wanted to bring up, and it, it really winds me up, and I feel like it lets it down. Is the the power of love trope? <laughs> and for fuck's sake, it just so they've got this really interesting idea about a you know uh, a non non player character becoming self aware and becoming self conscious. Mm-hmm. But the reason he becomes self aware and self conscious is because he sees Jodie Homer walking down the street wearing a tight pair of leather pants one day. Yeah, I'm like, look, I'm sure I would I would feel something if that happened to me as well, but. To then go on this whole diatribe about how it's like, oh no, but he, I invented this character who pictured in his mind this dream girl, but he would never meet the dream girl. And if he ever did meet the dream girl, then he would become alive. And it's like saying that, you know, love is the thing that enlightens you and creates this. Uh, fuck off. Yeah. All right. Maybe, again, maybe I'm just a bitter single old man. Well, no, but it's, fuck not, off. it's not just that because it, 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 it undoes itself. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, it's the power of love that made him sentient, but I programmed him to love that. Yeah. So it's not it's not love. No. It's it's not fate. It's predestination of programming. Well, yeah, that's like well, you've I... programmed him specifically to fall in love with her. So any other so all of these other people that you talk to have to have specific key phrases or, or trigger phrases. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I I want it to be like because that's the more natural progression of it is like the barista trying to make a different kind of coffee. Yeah, that's a, like and again I think about it in terms of like Westworld. So in Westworld season one, the whole point of it is that it's about. Um, then becoming self-aware, aware, but it's just, it, the subtitle of that season is the maze. Yeah. The idea is they have to work their way through the maze to find sentience at the beginning yeah. of it, and it becomes this trigger word where they go around and spread it like a disease. And it's what is it like? These violent delights will have violent ends. And yeah, they all start just thinking for themselves. That's more interesting. Yeah, where they just like you know, and then you get those iterative little things where they go, wait a minute, I feel like I've done this before. Or they, you know, and they start realizing that they are living in a loop. That yeah. kind of, that's more interesting than just, oh yeah, I programmed him to love, and I programmed him to love you specifically. So yeah. the minute he's like, how could he programmed him to love? Because the idea is that he loves her and like all her little things that she loves. So like, you know, oh, I love uh, uh, bubblegum ice cream, and I love and swings. So that informed, and this, that, and the that other. informed his personality, and that's all fine. So if he was to get to know, like spend time with her and through spending time with her that unlocks it that's fine but that's not what he's saying he just walked she walked past him on the street so it's yeah. like you're doing it on the basis that her avatar must look exactly like the real one and you've got it's about the what she looks like and that then triggers yeah I don't know but also that then falls apart because she hasn't got programming she's, because yeah. she doesn't have programming but also the fact that she's walking down the street repeating everything that everybody says yeah. and she walks past him and says, don't have a good day, have, have a great, great day. day. Yeah. So, which means that she's obviously gone past him dozens of times and he's never noticed her until that specific day. Yeah, so that, that's what I want to know. Like, And they kind of, they talk about it a little bit, the idea that there's a learning element to it and like his code is much bigger than it should be. Yeah. And so it's like, right, yeah, so it must have been like, that was the final thing that pushed him over the edge and he was almost there anyway. Yeah. But that's more interesting. I want to know that. Do you know what I mean? What was the thing? that She was the final spark. But the way they make it out is that, no, it's not she's the final spot. She was the be-all and end-all. Yeah. She's the thing that woke him up. 
and that is just and it's the power of love that will set you free it's like shut the fuck up I hate it when the power of love solves everything it's such bollocks it's mm. so tropey and it's bullshit yeah. also you are perfectly valid whether you find the girl of your dreams or not exactly I, I'm not talking I, shut up <laughs> <laughs> but no you are like, that's the thing it's like the validity of whether you're single or in a thing like Hollywood forces the, the, the relationships I got to me so much that it's become symbolic in society that you have to be in a relationship to yeah. be happy and with something like this and then it gets to the end and he's like oh blah 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 you love someone in the real world. Yeah. I'm I'm just a love I'm letter. Just a love letter. You need to go and find the author, the author and it's like yeah. that's a cool monologue. But it's also excruciatingly patronizing. Yeah. To a character that's supposed to be like this really empowered strong yeah, lead. They could have literally just done that same thing whereby she after you know they they cut to like 6 months later or whatever and she's just spent hours going over all the code. Yeah. And realizing, you wrote guy, and like have that that her come to that realization and have that confrontation with Joe. But at the same time, like it's like they need to give a final scene between her and Ryan Reynolds because they're the leads. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, it's a difficult balance in there to strike. But I know, I know what you mean. They and could, you know, should have done that better. Like the the final scene between her and Ryan Reynolds could have been them on the swings, eating bubblegum oh, ice cream, yeah. and being like, and him being like. So how are you two getting on? Yeah, but like that's, that's he's what's... now the confidant. He's the third person that's like exists almost on the other end of the phone. Well, that's what's interesting. I like I, they could have even gone down the route of like he's almost her. He, he's her child. Yeah. Essentially, she created him. She created this world. But yeah. now he's at a point where he's sentient, and it's like, and that that also like again, I would have liked them to have like jumped forward six months and talked yeah. about what the impact of that is. Yeah, and if it's it is... clever because you get stuff like her, for example, like the Spike Johns. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. her yeah. with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson yeah. like, that works really well in that way of like yeah they do fall in love but yeah. they can't be together because she is an AI yeah. and well, then they have to have like, these conversations about it they only have that one little glimpse again they do the, the standard oh a bit of news report to give you some context so they show that Taika Waititi's in trouble yeah. um, and they've lost a load of money and that's it but I was like okay I understand that the bad guy lost but and the good guys have got this now set up but like but what are the wider ramifications if it is this global phenomenon that everyone's fucking glued to and watching around the world mm. what happens when you when like you make that a a service for everybody and and also clue them into the fact that this guy that you've all been following has become this phenomenon is an artificially intelligent life like it's gonna blow everyone's mind yeah, yeah. it's gonna change the world man, literally you know, gonna change like the world unending capacity for growth yeah. and intelligence but also, but then that's restricted on how many users that can be present within this game that's got all the NPCs. But then, at the same time, why are you parading these things around like they're your creations if they're sentient? Yeah. Like it opens up the world yeah. to a lot more like really deeper sort of know, like. like yeah, if, we, if we just leave, there's a what certain, rights do they have? Yeah, it was like there's a, it's almost like, and again, I keep coming back to Westworld, but there comes a point in that where they do like that's what they do to save those consciousnesses at some point. Yeah, they upload them into a secure server yeah. away from their bodies where they can live out their lives forever. Yeah, and so they are literally exactly what it is like in this, which is at the end of the movie, all the NPCs get loaded into a server where they just they live their lives, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. They don't have to go anywhere, they don't have to answer to anyone, they can learn, they can do whatever they want to do, and that's it. But it's like, okay, and then what? 
because to, to me it's like and then they rebranded themselves Skynet and decided to hack into the, <laughs> the US military and decide we want to take over this world and yeah. do you know what I mean it could like ex- like all they have to do is get off the server if it's on a fucking if it's on the internet they could get access to anything well exactly they could hack the financial system they could do anything they could just, they could destroy they could do, us they could do whatever they want <laughs> yeah but that because could, they exist in a virtual world there are it's an ant farm that's what I want I would so like so they're not they have no earned sentience they've got sentience but we're not letting them they can walk around and have their dinosaurs and their cool well, space maybe cars that's it. maybe the, like can you imagine if they did a sequel where it was that it was Free like Guy a, 2 Free Guy 2 but it's the it's like a, a guy within that who goes I want out of this because we're still yeah. in a, we're still in a prison yeah we're free yeah we're sentient but we're still in a prison we can't go anywhere and he wants yeah. to like literally take like an Ultron type he wants to completely yeah. take on the world and Guy has to stop him. Yeah. And tell him why it's not the worth the world's worth saving. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. With a lightsaber and Captain America shit. <laughs> um, anyway, we've yeah. talked enough about Free Guy, I think. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Cheers for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Probably maybe Candyman. Yeah. Because Candyman, man. the new Candyman's out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I've never seen any of the Candymen. Candyman's um, apart from that really creepy guy from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory um, but we can <laughs> talk about the Candyman movies and do a bit of a grand rewatch um, but yeah there's other stuff about we'll catch up you on whatever the hell yeah. the next one ends up being well whatever we got coming up next we'll uh, I can't think off the top of my head but yeah I know that's definitely see August see you then but yeah we'll see you then thanks guys bye bye Oh, fuck, right. Do you want to have a quick rant about the guys in the cinema? No. No? I mean, I, 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 I do and I don't. Like, there's, <laughs> there's a part of me that just wants to be just like... Like, yeah, when you go into a cinema, like, I get you're excited, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, we're all here to watch a film. No one, no one in the history of sitting in a cinema has found the joke... Oh no, no, turn off your phone and enjoy the. You don't want to be watching on your phone, you want to listen and watch the film. And, and then someone in the audience goes, Ah, uh, no, shut up and put the film on. No one's found that funny. Stop fucking trying. <laughs> it's never been funny. Yeah. It was like that bit in the in between is where. Je- where uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, I've completely forgotten the guy, the kid's Jane? name. Will. Will. Will shouts at the disabled kids. That's what happened. Yeah. Today. I was embarrassed to be with Tom. Listen, they weren't disabled kids. They were just dickheads. Yeah, okay. They what were just dickheads and they just wouldn't shut the fuck up. No. They didn't. And they the brought end, giant bags and. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry I told you to shut up in the cinema, but at the same time. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Just fucking read the room. You're not that funny. No one's found that stuff funny. Talk quieter. I'm sorry you've been locked away for two years, but we all have. We all just want to watch a film and have a nice time. Yeah. Luckily, the film saved it. Because if that, if that had yeah. happened and it had been a shit film, then we would have been really pissed off. Yeah. And um, to the dickhead who couldn't keep his fucking shoes on throughout the whole film, <laughs> I'm not sorry for calling you a prick. Because... <laughs> Be a fucking grown-up. If your shoes don't work, and if your shoes aren't good on your feet, buy better shoes, you fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. Just keep your fucking feet still.
and or don't or or just go in wearing socks. Don't take your fucking shoes off halfway through a film, and then spend ten minutes squeaking them back on at the end. But all these socks are special socks. That is mum shouldn't touch. They are, yeah, exactly. Crusty old sports socks. <laughs> it keeps behind his bed. Ugh, fucking guns. Okay, I think we've ended on a, a negative note now. Let's let's go and cheer you up. <laughs> right, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.